0: OG,
1: OG 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 Here we go.
0: Let's podcast alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Ovius inside Ebert Studios Downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. I don't know if you can gift somebody a Kyocera for Christmas. But maybe you should give yourself the gift of savings, Joe. By saving money with Copiers Plus. Nicely done. Right? Look, how, look how handsome these are. This is the fine work of Copiers Plus. That is. And speaking of Empire Properties, I think they're getting ready for the Raleigh Christmas Parade and they're doing a little display outside of Efrid Studios. Okay. And I saw our, our our guy who's in charge of a lot of the buildings and I said, uh, oh, you put a display. Do you have a mannequin? We could put a t-shirt on a mannequin. He's like, no, we don't got a mannequin. I'm like, what about a space for a QR code? So I think we're going to get one up there for the Christmas parade. Sweet. Since we're not going to participate in the Christmas parade. Probably for the best. I wanted to participate in the Christmas parade. Probably for the best. Why can't we be in the Christmas parade? Probably for the best. Just you and me with sandwich boards. No, um isn't that the Saturday after Thanksgiving? No, it's this Saturday. Oh, it's this Saturday. Yeah. I'm it's not going to be I'm not going to be here anyway. It's always such a weird time. It's year. always the Saturday before, before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. And I'm not going to be here anyway cuz I'm going to be in the mountains of Roanoke, Virginia. Hockey. Unfortunately, unfortunately, take a week off. No, ever. No, <laughs> dude on, they had practice. They had an optional practice on Monday. When you drove back, when I drove back from Michigan, from Detroit. So they had an optional practice on Monday. I asked Jacob, it's up to him. I'm like, How Hey old man, 12. So I asked him, Hey man, it's optional. We're driving back. Totally get it. If you don't want to go to practice, you're tired. He's like, well, what time are we going to get back? I said, well, depending on what time we get on the road, probably get back into the Triangle area around 4.30, 4.45. He's like, what time is practice again? You're not on the ice until 5.30. He goes, okay, I'll go to practice. So I left Dearborn, Michigan at 6 a.m., got my Tim Hortons and their mid-coffee, and then hoofed it in 10 and a half hours and got to I, Wade Competition Center at 4.45. I love the random things you choose to have a jihad against. <laughs> tim Hortons coffee you know what tim Hortons needed that's no <laughs> he needed this it was very good they needed the colonel taylor do you need some more joe i know hey how Ooh. you feeling by the way after we drank copious amounts of how much did we drink yesterday i don't know how i made it through the hockey game is, is what t- it comes down to. Holy, damn we drank no that no, much? no no we shared we shared we we Oh, we okay that's we right. shared. With Leanne had some. Leanne and, All right. and some of her patrons. So yeah, no, we shared. Okay. I just want to make sure that we, we weren't the ones candidate. that did that. Yeah. Yeah, over at Sweetwater, he dropped by as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 We shared. That's what they do at Copiers Plus too. They they share and information and help you save money. So it's copiers dash plus. Dot com. We'll, we'll get to the Canes a little bit later on because the captain Jordan Stahl called out the squad after a pretty sleepy loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, I know you were there sleepy last was good. night. That's a good word. It was, it was a sleepy course. loss. It was after, after the Tampa game where you thought, okay, maybe they're kind of getting back into it. They turn around and they have that. Um, but it, let's start with the other professional franchise in the state of North Carolina. If you want to call them professional, the Carolina Panthers. So I spent this morning going over the Frank Reich press conference because they decided to switch the play calling duties again. You'll remember. Well, that's the answer. You remember three games ago, Thomas Brown was handed the play calling duties coming out of the bye week and they won. Remember they beat the Houston Texans. And after the game, Frank Reich was so overcome with emotion that they won, which they needed, and that Thomas Brown did a hell of a job. He got a game ball, Joe.
1: This, this one means hey, they all mean a lot. This one means a lot to me. Woo! Woo. Yeah. We knew he was gonna be, be a beast when he got here. And when the game was on the line, he called the perfect series, right? Yeah. Thomas Brown. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there's the uh, there's the sequence the game ball it's October 29th today's date is November 16th and now it's suddenly back to Frank Reich and as I'm chopping up this press conference this he sounds like a coach who knows he's cooked and if he's gonna be cooked I might as well go out there under my own control like I, I'm I'm gonna drag this thing. <laughs> I have thoughts on this. I have thoughts on how you go about this, but let's start with Joe Person, the athletic, who asked about this flip flop for three games ago. You're emotional about all of this, and now we're here.
2: To flip flop on this just three weeks
1: after you gave it to Thomas, what does that say about, I guess, the direction of this program? No, I understand. And, you know, I understand what's going to be said and how it may appear to some. Um, nothing I can do about that. You know, uh, as I've said from the beginning, the whole process is pretty collaborative anyway. And I guess the way I look at it, you know, in this league, it's a game of inches. It's a game of, um, you know, small increments. If you can find ways to get 1% better.
0: Sorry, I have to pause it right there because he's talking about a game of inches. I'm thinking Al Pacino in any given Sunday. That's what I'm, it's a game of inches. You gotta go out there. Like, Come on. God. Fight.
1: Come on, Frank. I mean, we're going Al Pacino at this point. Here, 1% better there. And if you know, what if my experience um if I th- I would I just wouldn't be able to live with myself if I didn't bring every ounce of that to bear on these last 8 games. That's that's how I feel. I just want to um, so that's where we're at.
0: Interesting. word of uh, choice choice of words there Uh uh-huh last eight games yep last think about it the the new york giants are committing football malpractice right now (laughs) they're averaging 11 points (laughs) per game if not for the incompetence of the giants and the jets who lost their quarterback yeah right you have the patriots who obviously the sun has set on the legend these are the teams that are below the Carolina Panthers in scoring. Carolina Panthers have scored more than twenty four points once yeah. all season. That's not gonna get it done. Even in this new, if you want the new new NFL where scoring is down, you're scoring thirteen points. He gives them a game ball after they scored 15 points. Mm-hmm. Like what do you call the perfect sequence at the end of the game? And you're supposed to have growth, you know. There's- the Giants and the Patriots are appallingly bad on offense; that they're averaging fewer uh, points than the, the Panthers. And those are you, oh, you, and look you, who's and right you- up, look who's right above them. Matt Canada, yeah. <laughs> but at least there's but at least in a very difficult division, the Pittsburgh Steelers find themselves in a wild card situation. <laughs> I want to have that moment with Frank Reich. Like, These are your peers, yeah. <laughs> poor Tommy DeVito, <laughs> washed up Belichick, yep, the corpse of the Jets, and Matt Canada, and all those quarterbacks are either on their third, like they're on their third choice of QB. <laughs> That's uh, me in the radio room going, wait a second, Joe. Are these my Pierce? Yep. <laughs> am I in trouble? But the difference is you're supposed to have the point guard. You're supposed to have the QB that you sold out for to get because you truly believed in what he could bring to the table. And instead, Bryce Young is 29th in, 29th as a rated QB. He's 27th in total passing yards. He's got seven interceptions, eight touchdowns, and worst of all, worst of all, I understand why Brian Dable is trying to cook up a plan that Tommy DeVito should not throw the ball. Please give him the na- the proper name. Poor. Poor Tommy poor. DeVito. That is his name. You're right. Poor Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Dable does not trust poor Tommy DeVito. And why, why would anyone? Why would he? The <laughs> okay. poor guy, like, traded in his spleen to the, play football. The Patriots are seeing where, yeah, man, this Mac Jones thing is not great, but you're stuck with Bailey Zappi. The zap attack. And then of course you've got Zach Wilson and all the crap that they're dealing with in New York. Number two overall pick. Yeah, Yeah. So you see where we're we're going here? Are we really putting Bryce Young in that in that category too? Is that is he amongst his peers there? Kenny Pickett is 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 he amongst his peers there? See, I don't think so. And I think that's the worst part about this. It's Frank Wright clearly does not trust Bryce Young to do the things that he wants him to do. But it's much easier to get rid of your coach than it is to bail on a guy that you gave up a lot of draft picks and capital to get. And that's why I think Frank Reich's on the way out. The other reason why I think Frank Reich is on the way out, man, one year, he's committing the biggest coaching malpractice ever. And let's put this on the parent level, right? Or some, I'll put it on the level of you and me sometimes. You, you, you get on my ass, rightfully so, about. Show me how to do this so I can do it. Right. And I'll learn. Might be a little slower, but I'm going to learn. Like when you were gone last week. but <laughs> did you learn? Thursday. <laughs> you learned. The puppy drowned on Thursday. But you know, <laughs> you know how I can get. I'm like the Saturday Night Live skit, Nick Burns, the company computer guy. Where rather than just deal with a little bit of the frustration of your learning curve to get with the program and edit the video and get it out on time yeah. and everything else, what do I do? Move. Get out of the way! Get out of the way! And I hate myself for that. I really try to work on that personally. <laughs> I'm hearing Frank Wright basically do <laughs> the, the equivalent of Nick Burns. All right, Thomas Brown, Henry Aguirre, but oh uh, we have one move. I'm going to do it, buddy. You're going to get fired. So, and man, credit to Joe Person. The last eight games. Credit to Joe Person because oftentimes the the Carolina not, not the next eight games, <laughs> the, the last eight games, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers. Have sometimes been knocked for not being a very difficult media group to deal with. It's not New York, right? Sure. That kind of stuff. But Joe Person, when it's time, yeah, when it's time to put the needle on a coach, Joe Person will do it. So Person followed up with the hey man, you know, it's collaborative, you know, maybe 10% better. He had, in fact, I don't have the clip because it's like two minutes long, but I'm going to paraphrase. I think it was, uh, I want to say it was Vashtai who had asked about the collaborative efforts. And he said, oh, man, I mean, well, Th- Thomas made some calls that I never would have made. And I was like, man, that was brilliant. Like, that was galaxy brain. Like, man, I'm, I'm learning so much from you. After three weeks, okay? And despite the fact that he openly says, yeah, man, Thomas would have called some stuff that I never would have done. So it was great that he was in that position. But you know what? Cool, I'm going to take the play calling back. Person then went, okay. Like, nah, this, the messaging's off here.
2: If you say that he wasn't going to be able to do magic then why did you give it
1: to him in the first place um because i always had this vision that you know when i came here like i mentioned to you guys the first place that even though it's always been in my blood to be a play caller that in this second time around, there's many successful coaches who don't call it. And I've talked to those coaches about what that experience is like, you know, to be able to manage other things and and devote more energy to other places. And, um, you know, and I said, I need to try that. I need to, I need to try that. You know, Mr. Tepper was on board, you know, I told him what I was gonna do and he was on board with that. He certainly understands and appreciated that model. Um, and as I said, I, I always thought it would be when it was with Thomas. I thought, hey, just because of how smart and how good he, he was and the impression he made on me and our staff and our players, I thought I'll do it during the bye. Um, but before the season, uh, you know, I, I may, you know, have thought, well, might be a year, you know, might take a year. So, um, yeah, that's that's where it's all at.
0: It makes no sense whatsoever. When I got here, I thought it would take a year, but then I saw how awesome he was. So I wanted to do it during the buy as if he wasn't dealing with any pressure being winless going into the buy. Take like, notes, add Billy Madison clip. We are all dumber. Yes. For having listened, <laughs> but oh, I, that might be a copyright issue, <laughs> but I actually found an even dumber clip. <laughs> Mike K Charlotte observer. All right. Thomas Brown is in the answer. It's going to go back to you, but did you ever consider Jim Caldwell? who's part of this very expensive coaching staff and the brain trust that everybody was bragging about in the offseason. I I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say Jim Caldwell knows what he's doing when it comes to offense, right? Sure. He, guy's, guy's pretty smart. That's why you brought him in. What Did you consider Jim Caldwell? Can you clarify what Jim's role is? So that's Mike K asking the question after Frank Reich said, nah, nah, it wasn't really a consideration. So Mike K hits him with the what exactly do you do here, Jim? Like, right, it's a brilliant question from Mike K. Salute to Mike K. because it's a good question. Okay, so what exactly what, does he do? What would you say you do here?
1: Can you clarify what Jim's role is as far as with the offense? Um, you know, Jim is Jim has been a tremendous, tremendous asset to me personally um you know be able to talk through every situation with him um he's in a lot of ways helping me oversee everything you know he's he's sometimes he's in defensive meetings sometimes he's in offensive meetings um and his years of experience and helping gauge and help and helping me gauge you know what are the you know, what are the next steps that we need to take? Just talking stuff through with him personnel stuff, coaching stuff, um, everything, philosophical, offense, defense. He's, you know, obviously a very uh, wise coach. And so I pick his brain a lot.
0: <laughs> so from here on out, do we want to call Jim Caldwell the Panthers Yoda? very wise man. We, I go to his little hut and we, and we discuss things and do or do not. There is no try when it comes to, uh, when it comes to play calling or is he the director of vibes? Cause that's, that's the, that's the impression that I got, from but that's that, not that soundbite. This staff was supposed to be, Look, no, I told you not. the Panthers have neither hope nor do they are. They have success. Dude. So they're in this really bad position where they desperately need a fast forward button to get out of this season. Yes. Frank perfect words last they will be your last Mm -hmm. which is the irony of all ironies that the guy who used to be a minority owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers will now have more coaches than the Steelers have had since like 1965 Mm -hmm. in a six-year span like huh what are we doing what did you learn in Pittsburgh um, like as much as I hate them for not firing Matt Canada like when a man's got a code, you got to live by a code, man. No, the, I don't think he learned anything in Pittsburgh other than it'd be. Oh, no, cool. you, no, I, I know what he learned. I know what he oh, learned. The, the, the you defensive play the three, four. You gotta play the three, four got, scheme. four, three, four. Doesn't matter what you have up front. You got to play that. He's four. running everything like a distressed asset right now. <laughs> and at this point, maybe he'll flip the Panthers as a distressed asset, and make more money off the Carolina Panthers. Speaking of, uh, speaking of the Teppers, I pulled up the wrong, uh, I pulled up the wrong one here. Hold on a second. Let me pull up the right tweet from Mike K, uh, Charlotte Observer. Uh, he had pointed out Panthers GM Scott Fitterer, Assistant General Manager Dan Morgan, Head Coach Frank Reich, Senior Defensive Assistant Dom Capers. I forgot about Dom Capers, <laughs> him in his Lego hat, uh, and many others, including Nicole Tepper watched offensive line versus defensive line drills of practice it was an extreme it was extremely apparent that this was a focus for the team leadership today on the practice field as the offensive line continued to be a problem now because mike mentioned nicole tepper how do you think that went over on social media i mean probably not great now remember a couple of weeks ago when we had uh, kyle bailey on from wfnz mm-hmm. and i i wanted to eject from the conversation as we got around nicole tepper because i said hey man this can really slip into sexism if you're not careful. So Kyle texted me yesterday with that tweet. And I like, huh, what I tried to tell you a few weeks ago. So I went on a show and I did what I love to do on WFNZ. And that is throw a Molotov cocktail in a radio sense and then walk away like disaster girl watching the house burn and the text messages fire up. Because I called out the weirdos that are obsessed with Nicole Tepper being around the team. As though that's the reason why the Carolina Panthers are in the situation they're in. She's the problem. What? I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm like, there's a woman around here. Oh, hell no. Hell no. As I mentioned, they have like NASA a... NASA Jerry would never allow such things. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. It's funny you, you mentioned Jerry Richardson because, we, you know, with Jerry Richardson, women are here to wear jeans on Friday. Okay? Like, come on, y'all. I made the joke to Bailey, like this text line that's all blowing up is sponsored by a low-T clinic. Well, a lot of these guys in the text messages need to go visit because you are exhibiting big, low-T energy, freaking out about Nicole Tepper. I mean, my goodness. It's like the antithesis of big dick energy. My goodness. Low-T energy. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. So please tell me how there's other ways. For that. Please tell me there's other ways you're compensating and not going online complaining about the guy's wife being around. Have you ever thought maybe David Tepper should listen to Nicole? Because clearly David Tepper's moves aren't working. Maybe he should listen to Nicole because it's not working now. So anyway, I, I I like when I'm right about stuff. Just like you are, mm. you like when you're right about stuff, and I like when I'm right about these particular things. And I enjoyed setting things on fire uh, over at WFNZ. Speaking of setting things on fire, sometimes I want to set Twitter on fire. Oh, because you sent me this thing from Cortland Sutton posting a <laughs> Russell Wilson apology form on Instagram. Instagram to Russell Wilson from Dates. Reason for behavior: The media convinced me that Russ was the problem, not Hackett. <laughs> I only looked at advanced statistics and analytics. I don't know jack shit about football. I didn't actually watch the games last season. I'm a Seahawks fan, and I'm a Geno Smith supporter. Your apology to Russell Wilson should be louder than the disrespect you gave him last year. What? I love sports, man. I love sports This so had me much. me thinking, like, why is Cortland Sutton getting all chesty all of a sudden? Maybe it's because, like, the Broncos are doing something. And, well, they've won three games in they a row. They have. When you look at the AFC West standings, well, look at that. They're in last place. Oh. So that's awesome, <laughs> man. Like, that's that's awesome. <laughs> in in Buffalo, do you think they're eventually going to apologize to the coaching staff when Josh Allen continues to be the problem in Buffalo and not Ken Dorsey, the play calling? I mean, I don't <sighs> think Ken Dorsey's cooking up interceptions and boneheaded plays. Right. I don't think he's cooking that up. Could, could we have an um, existential question yeah. for you? Yeah. You realize Josh Allen is Cam Newton. Yes. What? But, but Cam Cam you Newton's love better. Cam Newton. Cam Newton's better. Why do you hate Josh Allen Cam so much? Cam Newton is better than Josh Allen. Cam, Cam, Cam Josh, Newton has had Josh a better Allen. career in, Allen, at his height than Josh Allen. Josh Allen wishes he was Cam Newton. He's he, okay. He's, no, he's he, Cam he Newton to, in the dollar store. No, sense. he would need to repeat what he did two years ago over and over and over again. Yes, yeah, he's off. He's off-brand Cam Newton. And Cam Newton for all his faults. But I'm just saying, did you do this? You love Cam Newton. like something fierce yeah you love the shit out of cam he's going uh, he's doing a tour i'm thinking about going to his but uh, you you somehow hate josh allen it's part of the bills thing too and i think because they just want to be the panthers or the 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 rivera era Panthers. no 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 no. i think the i think the issue with josh allen to me is another classic case of when you're right about something you're right about something and i remember well he's He's turnover prone. He's very turnover prone, but people thought he had taken the turnovers out of his diet. No, because of Brian Dayball or I'm just saying you are who you are. Right. And you might have a really good season, but you're going to go back to being who you are. And in a lot of ways, Cam Newton ended up being who he was, too. But Josh Allen is an injury thing. I mean, that was ultimately what sunk Cam Newton. He just started getting hurt all the time. Right. It's not That's not the case well, with Josh Allen can't just like cam josh's career is going to have a quicker expiration date because of the way that he plays well here's the the football here's the difference in the abuse that he puts his body through here's the difference between Although i don't think they have as as many design runs no one has as many design runs as cam newton had more like career carries than like half of the running backs from his draft class you and i are in agreement that cam newton should have been played a particular way rather than trying to make him something that he wasn't Correct. And, it. and I had no problem. I, zero. People zero. who are whatever on that should just square that. Like yep. there, there, are course, cer- there are certain players in the NFL who are not going to have 20 year careers. I never saw that with Josh Allen. Okay. Period. Never saw it with him. And then when you get wrapped up in the Buffalo hysteria, because but you're too busy. busy getting drunk and and jumping through, uh, through card tables with dildos. And then you, and you also like bet on the bills too. Like you have this weird honorary bills love I that do. I'll never understand. But yeah, he was 37 and 10 in the pandemic in the, uh, In the no rules pandemic, no penalties pandemic. Yeah. That's a pretty good year now. Come on. But there were no rules. (laughs) He had two good... He basically had three good years, high-level years in a row. But just to let you know... 2021-22. Just to let you know, I am an equal opportunity hater because the... There's a couple of other things that are going on in the NFL that have front office... Front office is under pressure, like Bill Belichick, right? Like, I don't think Bill Belichick is going to get fired midseason, but things aren't getting any better... And we're setting up for whatever's going to happen next in New England. Now, I know he has this lucrative contract extension, but it's monopoly <sighs> money. The yeah. money's not real for Robert Kraft. I don't know why people bring this up as though Robert Kraft can't just be like, here's your money. Go coach lacrosse. Yeah, Texas A&M just fired a coach and paid him $76 billion to go away. Like, I think <laughs> the NFL owner's going to be able to scratch a check. Yeah, that, <laughs> that being a talking point is hysterical <laughs> to me. Robert's good, y'all. Robert's good. Or he, maybe he wants to flip him for assets because you you can trade coaches. And Bill Belichick, if he still wants to coach, by the way, will easily find. Of course, he wants to coach. He wants the record, Joe. Okay. Well, oh then, God. then uh, and then he'll then they'll end up trading him. So that's Freaking something ego mania. That's something to keep an eye on. Maybe he goes and coaches Justin Herbert because he can have a quarterback again. He goes to, to the Chargers because the Chargers are like on the way out of the playoff picture. And remember, they've got the 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 chosen one in Justin Herbert. And they can't get out of their own way. Most recently losing to the Detroit Lions uh, at the end of the game with a field goal. And then the most fascinating, this is where I become equal opportunity hater. The Dolphins are entering a very oh, interesting stretch. No. Why do you do this? The Dolphins are entering a very interesting stretch. You hate, are you like reverse jinxing for your dad? Like, I don't Maybe. understand. So they play the Raiders this week. Raiders actually have two weeks of interesting games. Okay, they got no. the Dolphins and they got the Chiefs. And the Chiefs and the Eagles have their Super Bowl on Monday. I'll get well, to that in a second. Mm-hmm. But the Raiders have the FU energy of Josh McDaniels being bounced. They've won their last two games against terrible teams, but it's not like Josh McDaniels could beat the terrible teams on his schedule. So you've got this, like, celebration of, man, the Wicked Witch is dead. Pop the champagne. Let's go out there and try. We don't have this idiot with us anymore. Won their two games. The Dolphins beat bad teams, losing records. So something's got to give here, Joe. Either it's the dead cat bounce of the Josh McDaniels Raiders or the Dolphins are going to find themselves looking at themselves in the mirrors going, what the hell happened to us? Now, I get that the Dolphins have had some injuries and everything else, but they should beat the Raiders. Dolphins have had a week off. What have I told you about good coaches after a week off? They'll be fine. They always fix their mistakes. This is a drive to Virginia game. Dolphins against the Raiders at home coming off an open date. Are we going? Hammer time. Are we going? We can because, you know, you're me. my good luck. Charm. I'm winning bets, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Housekeeping. <laughs> All right. Big thanks to everybody uh, who sent shout outs and whatnot uh, for yesterday's episode 100. Uh, we appreciate you. And we also appreciate you getting us to over 5000 subscribers on YouTube. It actually, we did it. It should show up on the. Yes, yeah, it does. 5k subs on the little tidbit. So this gets us to a very important question. Would you rather celebrate 5,000 subscribers with a 1991 Duke Blue Coca-Cola? It's a Coke that's dyed blue in a bottle. Or or if I can secure it, we try to reverse the Panthers' fortunes by cracking open a Super Bowl 50 Bud Light. Super Bowl 50 or the one Super from over Bowl- at Nice Price, the, no. the original OG... No, 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 no. A Super Bowl Fifty Carolina Panthers because things haven't been the same since they got beat by the Denver Broncos. Why
3: is there a Super Bowl Fifty Bud Light? Yes,
0: I will absolutely drink the Super Bowl Fifty Bud Light. All right, hopefully I can secure one, a full one. Uh, why would there be a partial one? No, because people collect the cans. So what oh, they do is uh, uh. they they bottom empty the cans, and they keep the top whole. Mm. It's it's very interesting. I've learned a lot in my in my search for old sodas, yeah, and old beer. A lot of people will bottom empty these cans for display purposes. So they they punch two holes in the bottom, drain out all the liquid, and then they have it on display. I've found all sorts of Super Bowl 50 Bud Light cans that are drained. Drained. But I do have one super fan connect that, Joe, are you kicking the camera, bro? On purpose. Jeez, (sighs) Joe, what kind of Mickey Mouse organization are we running here? Yeah, Don't answer that. Regardless, I think I found one. Um, all the bourbon that's on display at Graffiti can be consumed for a low, low price. Not from Super Bowl. Well, maybe. Well, maybe that's they got a good one thing from bourbon. Maybe You're they right. do. You want to? Maybe they it? do. So anyway, head on over to Graffiti in downtown Cary to watch all the football this weekend. And on Tuesdays they do break even nights. so you can find bourbon like this Colonel Taylor at cost. <laughs> Good stuff at cost. Uh, And, of course, on Sundays, they have all sorts of beer and bourbon specials. So, again, we thank Graffiti. They also have a lot of theme nights coming up. Uh, DJ Decades in the house. There's like a boy band night that's coming up. I think there's a Christmas party that's coming up, too. So head on over to Graffiti and uh, check out more information from them. Also, big thanks to Mosquito Authority for sponsoring Ovia's Angelio. Check them out, BugsBite.com. It's getting cold. We're away from mosquito season, but that doesn't mean the bugs stop. Bugs, no days off for Bugs, man. No no days off for the moisture under your house. No days off for those mice. So do yourself a favor. Go to BugsBite.com. Hayes Lancaster is the OG OG. Does not believe in contracts. So you're not going to be locked into anything, but he does believe in saving you money. You will see all sorts of coupons. All you got to do is go to BugsBite.com. Joining us in studio is that Brownlow lady. What up, Lauren?
4: Not much. What's
0: going on? So we just got done kind of eviscerating Frank Reich for yesterday's press conference and taking away play calling duties. The the Panthers are a dumpster fire. A dumpster fire. She's like, it's early, Joe. Why are you starting me, Joe?
4: No, it's fine. Because
0: I know how to push your buttons. And And
4: you know that I'm like... Right now, in a current mode of, I cannot stand them. Like, I actively loathe them right now. Are you going this say,
0: just... is this a Jimmy Clausen era?
4: Well, no. Loathing? Jimmy, to, you know what? To be fair to Jimmy, right? When he was drafted, <laughs> I was mad at the team, yes. But I also didn't like him before. Yeah. Like, I did not like him Like so you as no a guy hope. and as a player. <laughs> I so, gotcha. I, w- I took a lot out on him. Mm-hmm. There's really no scapegoat except for David Tepper for me right now. I
0: was of the opinion because you, look, you, you and I have known each other for a long time and you always say, this team hates me. That's what you would always say. This team yes. this, this actively seem And you were like, that's ridiculous. Like, Why it. would
4: they go out of their way to make your life personally yeah. and, more difficult? And this <laughs> is
0: probably triggering because I came from an <laughs> upbringing where my dad made it seem as though yeah, things would happen for reasons. Like, you know, there was never a triple crown winner after you were born. You know, the Dolphins lost that game because your mother was watching it in the same room with me. Like okay, that, well, that well, kind I'm of not, stuff. That's, not... that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I grew up with. <laughs> I don't All know right? that that's the same. Santaría. <laughs> okay? Right. Now... So when you talk like this, I would get like big energy similar to my dad. However, where I'll never believe my dad with all of his superstitions, I do feel like I'm about to come around to your point about the Panthers actively making your life miserable because they got the number one pick in the draft. They got yeah, a new coaching they, Which they
4: traded a lot to get, mind you, so you better be very sure.
0: You're, we're and, we're yeah. starting this podcast, Young Gun. This is all supposed to be getting in on the, the whole point of Young Gun was to get in on the ground floor uh-huh. of this new Panthers era.
4: Oh, no, it's falling on top of me.
0: And what And what are the Panthers <laughs> doing to you?
4: Just the exact opposite <laughs> of anything I would like to see, right? <laughs> Winning? Nope. Like they even they even managed to get a meaningless win against which we all know is not just against the quarterback but like against the the guy they would have drafted yeah. if they did not draft Bryce Young right, right they CJ even drowned. managed to beat him uselessly i
0: mean they gave Thomas Brown <laughs> the game ball after that for heaven's sake and now 3 games later you you don't you don't even get to call the plays anymore that's
4: not, by the way like dysfunction aside mm-hmm. i'm sorry are are we not aware of this like current moment in time that we're in in the NFL and otherwise like why are you doing that <laughs> to a black assistant head coach. Like, I'm are, are the are the opportunities just bountiful look. for them? Do you really want to throw him under? Like, look. why are you handling it this because way? Like, you're not doing right by him. Because I'm as sorry. We, as
0: we mentioned earlier, because we know he's getting fired. He knows he's getting fired. He knows he's cooked. So, that's why Honestly, he's doing like this.
4: The, the the biggest mystery to me was how they managed to hire a man with NFL coaching experience that <laughs> manages to look on a game day specifically mm-hmm. As incompetent as Matt Rule did, if not worse at times.
0: We'll just leave it right there. Let's give us, let's ha- get it. Let's get into some premature of <laughs> value. I think. That's like, a how dro- do that's you do a dro- that? That's a drop Only mic. the Panthers. That's a drop mic. That's a drop mic. Let's do some premature evaluations. Do you have a premature evaluation for the Dallas Cowboys and Panthers, though?
4: Blood everywhere. <laughs> You know.
0: All right, let's go ahead and start with the let's go and start with the actual game: Virginia Tech versus NC State. Uh, Virginia Tech still in the running for the ACC championship as Julio went through how many machinations of tiebreakers did you have to go through to come that up with that one? was impressive. There's, the there's, there's a lot. I'm
4: impressed.
0: Virginia Tech still mathematically alive. They yeah. need to be in that three way tie, so they actually need to win out. They need to get a little help. They actually need Carolina to win out as well. Now here's my question: well, Was the was the college football playoff ranking snub? A Boo Corrigan conspiracy (laughs) to get state motivated against the Hokies. Because they needed something to happen this week after so much drama with MJ Mars the previous week. Can we also come up with BS charges that takes Dave Dorn off the sideline for the Carolina game next week? No, that's the game he does his best work in, so... Okay. They're going to want them there for that. They one. want, okay, so can yeah. we do it this week? Is it too late to do it this week? This, this would
3: Tony be the week. Gibson
0: be yeah. the coach. This, that, now hey, you're onto something. See, maybe that's what so we you need to get do. get an
4: extra dose of sodium heading into next week, too. <laughs> so I this love is, it. I'm honestly, it.
0: this is where NC State's in their most dangerous position. Is it not? Like, this is a Virginia oh. Tech squad that has a lot of filler. Just,
4: is it a trap game? It is. It's it a total you use, trap game.
0: Anytime you use the word should with NC State, you're getting yourselves well, in trouble. That's a
4: good point. I St- call the Hokies
0: spicy. Okay. But, and again, that's only because they found, it, we wrote them off at the beginning of the season yes. and they've clawed well, their they way. They wrote themselves they off. Did. Sorry. They <laughs> did. They did. So they've clawed themselves back into this position. And it, it is a really a, the, the immovable object and the irresistible force of like the NC State law of the wolf. And uh, what is Virginia Tech really about? I like NC State in this game, but I can't get over the trap cam vibes. That's my problem. Yeah. NC State's just two and five against Virginia Tech since the Hokies joined the ACC. Uh, one and three in Blacksburg, so this is not a place that they regularly win. Brent Pryor last year they go three and eight. They went only one and six in the league last year. They're four and two in the league. Even if even if three of those wins are over teams that yeah. have one ACC win, they're still four and two in the league. Uh, the progress that they've made this it's it's, it's impressive. They're, and and you factor in the way that Virginia Tech started the season, right. Some of their losses outside of the league.
4: But what else, what does Virginia Tech love more than? Taking awful non-con losses and then wrecking the rest of the ACC's hopes and dreams. That's that's like their favorite thing to do.
0: The number one thing they love (laughs) to do is beat Carolina and beat state.
4: Mm-hmm. Because they After own, losing they to ha- like Old Dominion or Marshall or James Madison or whomever. <laughs>
0: they have owned those teams recently.
4: No, for sure. But yeah, they're weird because they beat the crap out of those teams mm-hmm. that they're like, you would think that on in theory they weren't that much better then, right? Based on how they started the season. But then they kind of got dominated every time they played a good team so far. So for me, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm, I'm meh on thinking how dangerous they are. I'm just not sure yet. All
0: right, to the next game. We got Clemson, North Carolina. In Joe's Atlantic Coastal scheduling, I'm right about this philosophy, this should not be a problem for Clemson this weekend, Atlantic versus Coastal. (laughs) But what if Carolina wins, Joe? Will you give it up? I... We'll tip my hat to the Tar Heels <laughs> for sure. But you won't give it
4: up. Well, why no, Why would not. you do they, that based on like...
0: They've lost five in a row to Clemp, the yeah. last one, the yeah. butch against Kyle Parker. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
4: Goodness. So was that the one? One of them, they put up a 50-something. Was That was recent too, right? Clemson put up 50-something, I thought.
0: Yeah, 50-35, 59-38, yep, 11, Ooh, 14, twice. 15, 19, yeah. 22. Yeah, this is not a game, uh, quite frankly... Except
4: for the one time when Mac Brown went for two, the famous yeah, one. Yep. Yeah,
0: which he did the right thing in that game. I, I, agree, seen it. I absolutely, completely. it was the wrong play call, but it was the right The yeah, right oh, yeah, decision, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, this is an interesting one. You know, these two teams played for the ACC championship game last year. I think Carolina actually has more talent than Clemson. Offensively,
4: Dabo, for sure.
0: Dabo and Dave are like brothers from another mother. They have the same, <laughs> like, let's win in just the most awkward way. And then they have like,
4: Dave's like the younger brother who like the parent like he's like bitter that like every, the the parents preferred the good old boy Dabo.
0: And then they both (laughs) like come up with like completely convoluted ways to like motivate their players. Right. Like Dave after the bye was like, we're going to be the best five and O ACC team. And it's like, what are you talking we're, we're, about? Like, <laughs> and now Dabo, I'm sure is like buying stock. I'm sure Dabo oh, is boy. like, this is a rematch of the ACC championship game. So we're doing this. We're still ACC
1: champions, mm-hmm. and
4: like, he's gonna like have them fired. I I am convinced he's, he's gonna have them super fired up for this one because like to prove something, right? Yeah. Like every week now, I I feel like for Dabo and Clemson, just feels like a we have something to prove week. Which like maybe they should have tried that earlier. The Tar if that Heels was so effective. I don't know.
0: The Tar Heels just are very predictable at this point. The Tar Heels are what they are. Yes. Um, um, they might play Clemson competitively, but I want to. We've been talking about fast forward buttons. You, you talk about the fast forward button for the for the Panthers. I just need a fast forward button in the fourth quarter because I, when I, they have I, a double. Lead. <laughs> I still can't. I still I still can't get past. What's I,
4: enough that you'd be like they're good?
0: There isn't. There is the limit does not exist. Lauren. I would
4: say like thirty five. No. <laughs> I mean, no. I'm being honest. No. Like, I mean, come three on, scores five? should be
0: enough. But it should be, but not, not with this no. defense. Oh, we scores? haven't seen three. We've yes. seen two. Well, we haven't seen three yet. I thought they were up by three scores in the Jewish Tech game. Yeah, well, but not in the second half. Both of them were 10. 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, not in the second half. Gotcha, gotcha. They were up 14, I think was their biggest lead.
0: There's been nothing out of the... Since this stretch and the way they've been playing the fourth quarter... They were fortunate to beat Duke. I don't want to relitigate because I wasn't here Monday. I know you guys covered it with should it have been a reviewed catch or not. You know, what about the extra man downfield, the three-yard buffer and everything else? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get too worked up about those things anymore. They are what they are. But the Tar Heels were fortunate to not be entering this game on a three-game losing streak. Well, I'm sorry, three ACC game losing streak because the Campbell game was in there. But that taught us nothing. Um, Right. I just... I don't trust the Tar Heels. Well, I don't trust them against this Clemson team. Sure? Yeah. Clemson's coming into this game uh, having kind of found an identity right. as they've gone down the stretch. Obviously, defense is always going to be the thing, but they're running the ball a hell of a lot better. Will Shipley should be healthy, healthier, even though this is a mm-hmm. game. Yeah, yeah, this is a mafia game.
4: My prediction actually like, is my only prediction, no matter who wins, is that Cade Klubnik's going to go out there and look like a Heisman winner again. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Carolina's playing the
4: long (laughs) game with Cade Klubnick. The rest of the ACC should be sending them thank you notes. Just putting it out there.
0: I feel like like Duke keeps coming off these emotional losses and how do they bounce back. And this is a tricky game for the Blue Devils against Virginia.
4: That's their nemesis, too. Like, they never beat Virginia inexplicably. Like, there are just some teams. I wrote about this, actually, earlier this year for the message. There are some teams that just have your number for Mm -hmm. no particular reason. And Virginia has always been that team for Duke. Like Daniel Jones used to throw like six interceptions a game against. I think like a third of his career interceptions or something came against them. I'm not even kidding.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wheels are falling off for Duke. Yeah, Let's see how they recover. Um, You know, when they lost Notre Dame, they played state, but they had some time off before that game. This is, this is a tough spot because I do think Virginia is a live team. You know, the way, especially when Calandria plays, I like him better than musket. Um, This is a tough spot, and and you got the distraction with Mike Elko in terms of... Whether he comes out to his players or not, and says to them, "Hey, man, I'm not leaving you. I'm here." Yeah, like I don't know what that messaging. He should will just mean. make
4: a statement like Dion.
0: Yeah. yeah, my oh, wife yeah. is here. My mother's Deion. here. I get my nobody, mail here. Nobody was saying you were going there. By the way, Dion. Like, where did that come from? Oh, <laughs> well, some I,
4: be- I saw some people floating that, but I, that would have never happened. I You're think right. Dion's
0: I think Dion used the the Texas A and M situation to put himself back in a positive light. Like, I might not be getting it done right now at Colorado. Like everybody said. About, like, hey, cool, nice start. You've been a fun story in September, but let's see when you get into the yeah. media, your schedule, how things play out. I think Dion's using the Texas A&M thing to go. Hey, you might think I'm I'm I got exposed, but I'm still one. I
4: feel like coaches need to find a new thing to convince fans they're actually staying. Like. I just started a bathroom remodel. Yeah, you know, like I'm, uh, I'm not going anywhere. This is going to take months.
0: I'll say this: that your messaging with your players matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in these situations, for sure. I'm convinced to this day that I got blocked on Twitter by Buzz Williams when he was still at Virginia Tech. Oh, sure. Because he didn't come out and say, like, either I'm going to Texas A&M or I'm staying at Virginia Tech. And your Buzz, players,
4: Buzz, loves to talk in circles too. Yeah, your though.
0: your players know. Right, so like, yeah. if you even if you are leaving, you tell them like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I want to treat the final two games that we have together. Even if you might
4: leave, I think you need to be clear. Like, look, yeah. right now, I'm committed to y'all 100. Yes. percent I don't know what's going to happen and in the future, but like, this is where I'm at. And right
0: he's now. a smart guy. He's a good coach. I know he's doing those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, but he is. To sit here and act like it's not a, a thing for your players yeah. is not a good strategy. I think no. they knew that was going to be the case in the in in the middle of the season. We even talked with to, Michigan State. Yeah. We know. talked to Mike Elko when that Michigan State job was up open or the northwestern job which by the way they've set that up for the next coach because they they took the interim tag off the guy so that shows you where they are right now in their process but we talked to mike elko at the big earlier in the year about those things and i think the way he messaged it to us is probably the same way he's messaging it to the players and i don't think it's going to be an issue but i could be wrong about that one Speaking of messaging, I love that Mario Cristobal has to, like, you know, tell his team, no, 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 I've got this all figured out with the quarterback and everything else. Oh. Well, you
4: know, if if Mario, proje- if Mario Cristobal projects nothing else, it's an air of knowing exactly oh, yes. what he's doing at all times. Oh, at all times. No, he literally he always seems to be making a face to me as if he like just walked into a room by accident and doesn't know where he's actually supposed to be. So I don't, he doesn't project a lot of confidence in general.
0: I put way too much time into figuring out tiebreakers (laughs) and ACC for the ACC championship game. Mm That since I already did the work, the guarantees that Louisville win will win this game. So that you, the work will be all for naught. You 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 probably you said exactly what I had thought of when I was putting the video up on YouTube, and people were like, Joe, I need that I mean, broken out. Like, like, explain that to me again. It's not gonna matter, guys.
4: No, Miami, not gonna Miami emptied the tank. Yes. Like, it's done.
0: Yeah, it's done for them. And yeah. I'll be curious to see what Mario Cristobal has cooked up in this offseason because I'm <laughs> guessing there's gonna be some changes. And we'll close on this. <laughs> Speaking of sad. Notre Dame, Wake Forest, man.
4: Oh, poor Deeks,
0: man. Deeks are down bad. They don't deserve this. And now you have Sam Harmon coming to the place and reminding you of the good times.
4: Listen, it's rough. I. Shout out to Wake fans because y'all have handled this great, you know, yeah. that I have not seen much, if any, bitterness towards Sam Hartman. Understandably so. Right. No, I guess. Not. But you, but fan bases are going to fan base sometimes. Yes. They've handled it really well, even as they've struggled. And uh I did shout out Dave Clawson on Monday, I believe, uh, for taking ownership of like mm-hmm. the way of yep. his team struggles. Like you just don't see that. With a lot of coaches, like to take it all on him and just be like, this is on me. I respect that. That's why I've always liked Dave.
0: Notre, Notre Dame closing out the season with their traditional ACC rivals, Clemson, Wake Forest. I like that. And, and Stanford next week.
4: <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: just
0: <laughs> We'll close on that. Oh, uh, we will not see you next Thursday, Brownlow. Right,
4: it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. So happy, happy Thanksgiving. Happy <laughs> <my, laughs> Thanksgiving, my
0: Chuck Amato, Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> and uh, we will see you. That will be more crispified the next time we see you. It, it's acceptable then. Yes. yes, let's go. Another weekend out of town, meaning that I'm not going to have a weekend to watch football and eat wings from Wings Over. I have a sad Joe. You're out of town again? Yeah, man. Going to Roanoke. told you. I'm not going to be able to go to the Virginia Tech State game. Okay. So the games are at the same time. So here's what I'll do. I'll order a double. Let's Since go. you won't be there. We'll go to Wings Over. Wings Over Raleigh. You can actually hit the Wings Over Chapel Hill on your way if out if you're if you feeling froggy. <laughs> at, uh, at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, highest compliment from James's roommate. Hey, uh, you know, that that Wings Over gift card that you get. The, <laughs> That's the best thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good freshman in college wings voice. Wings over Greenville. Yep. Raleigh, Greenville, Chapel Hill, Ryan Malley's has got you covered. Best wings in town. Our wings are better than yours. Yeah. People had a good time with the OG tailgate. And we've been asked the question Are you going to do it again? And the answer to that is yes. Spring. You want to, I, I want to identify a Sunday afternoon game. In the, in, oh, you want to do a weekend action? I want to do a little weekend action. Okay. Yeah, I think like a Sunday five o'clock game in the winter. Here's what I was thinking was a Thursday. Bring a, bring, can we bring a solo stove out there? Yeah, I was thinking like a Thursday since we don't have to work on Friday. Right. We don't have to work the next day because I was struggling a little bit, <laughs> but I still have to take the kids to school. So mm-hmm. let's try. Well, th- that would also work Sundays. on Sunday too. Not your answer. So maybe we do a Saturday. Okay. I mean, I'm not opposed well, to hanging wanna, out a tailgate. Yeah, we want to bring the mulkey too. So we would have then we'd have to go park like in a proper yeah, tailgating that spot. And that works. We'll make it work. Yeah, I think we should make that work. So if you've been asking about the next wings over, uh, OG tailgate, we're 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 thinking of something. We got something cooked up. And speaking of tailgating, hang out head on over to Breeze Through. Get yourself some gas station beers. Buy yourself a gas station beers hat, which is over there in the box, which I'll use for props. I'll get that next time. Regardless, uh, Breeze Through gets it done. Speaking of out in Chapel Hill, you can go to that breeze mm-hmm. through. You can go to the breeze through just outside NC State or Carter Finley Stadium, PNC Arena. There's a breeze through in Cary. Those are my three this breeze throughs. State. Just look for the seventy six, and you'll find them. Uh, our friends at Breeze Through, snacks, drinks, gas, hats, and well, what don't they do at this point? Love it and coffee. That's the most important thing. Your coffee, my Which favorite. You need today because it's too much. Colonel Taylor. Put a little Colonel Taylor in that. (laughs) No, no. Come on, man. Let's go. Speaking of the Colonel Taylor, you can probably find something that goes well with that bourbon at Butcher's Market. More importantly at Butcher's Market, Thanksgiving is next week. You want to take some complexity out? We want to make life easier for you on Thanksgiving? Go get sides. Go get appetizers to entertain. They've got all of that at Butcher's Market. I had a vibe yesterday at the home base Butcher's Market. First of all, the home base is not going to be the home base much longer. They're opening up a new spot on Lake Boone Trail in the parking lot there off of Lake Boone trail. Looking forward to that. No, I went and I hung out with Kenneth yesterday. I got one of those Saurus stouts. Oh yeah. Those are nice. Sat out front. Just, just kind of chilled, drank that. I got sausage. Mm-hmm. I got ground beef for my lasagna next week. That's what I did. I went and picked up some food because Wednesday, I'm going to do some pre-thanksgiving stuff. Wednesday, Wednesday is up there. One of my favorite days of the year. It's up there with the first Thursday of the NCAA tournament really? to me. Yes. All the prep, prep, but, but, but do some lasagna, hang out with some friends, drink a couple beers. There's usually a decent basketball game on too. You know what I'm going to do on Wednesday? I mean, we're not working, so that's awesome. I'm gonna start putting up Christmas lights. Okay, that's fair. Wednesday's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline, columnist for the News and Observer, he is Luke DeCock. And last night I texted you (laughs) and hope the Canes give us something to talk about tomorrow. And sure enough, the captain, this is why he's the captain. Jordan Stahl came through in the clutch, but not in the way that I thought after a 3 1 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. Jordan Stahl, as, as you wrote in the paper, he was he was ready. He he was waiting. So before we get into it, here is uh here is Jordan Stahl after the game talking about a lack of buy in for the team so far this season.
3: As a group, this doesn't look like we've completely bought into how we wanna do things and it's gonna it's gonna look like that. It's gonna be a five hundred club that kinda wins some games and just kinda whole hum, and then it's starting
1: to get a little frustrating and um we're gonna need to have everyone prepared, um you know I got to better. Our lines to be better. We got to
0: contribute from everyone. And, um, you know, it's, it's got to start, uh, start soon. So, again, that was Jordan Stall after a 3 1 loss. And, Luke, you followed up with the, the inconsistency of it all. They look great against
3: Tampa, and then they do that against Philly. So, what the hell's going on? I, well, let's start with the, the micro here of, of Jordan Stall choosing to speak like this after the Flyers game. So, when you've covered this league for a long time, that hockey's a little bit of a different kind of sport. The captain has a different kind of role. There is a rhythm and sort of a um procession to this type of deal. Jordan Stahl is sitting at his locker when we get into the locker room. He has something to say. This is a very hockey thing. The captain is making a pronouncement. You saw Ron Francis do this, you saw Rod Brindamore do this, you saw Justin Williams do this. And now you're seeing Jordan Stahl do it. So if you've been around this league for a long time, can you I pause recognize- right
0: there? you didn't say Eric
3: Stahl uh Eric Stahl would too I'm thinking more of the captains of the winning team no I know what you mean I know exactly yeah. what you mean. and, and, just and look, before Justin Williams was captain when he didn't have this pulpit he and I would talk in the hallway and he would say things like this because he couldn't really say it for everybody because he wasn't the captain but if you went back in the archives and looked at like the 17-18 season or whichever yeah the 17-18 season Justin Williams was saying a lot of these same things. He just didn't have this bully pulp. So there's this is very ceremonial. This is there's a lot of pomp and circumstance here. So that means what Jordan Stahl said should be freighted with this incredible significance more than comments after. He's not frustrated after a loss. This was a very calculated performance designed to send a specific message. And the message is we play a very specific way. Some of you guys have gotten away from that and want to play all to quote Jim Rutherford, fancy Dan that's not going to work for us. We are not a high-skill team. We are a get-the-puck-forward, get-the-puck-in, get apply pressure to other teams. That's how we're successful. That's what made us successful last year. It's what made us successful the year before and so on and so on. So this is a come-to-Jesus moment for the Hurricanes. Our players like Martin Natchez going to stop diddling with the puck and get the thing in and shoot it, which, look, Teva Taravainen, offender number one most years, has been great at that this year. Um, But it's not just one guy. It becomes a collective thing. You could see it last night when they were down 3-0, passing instead of shooting, Uh, as Jordan said, all the twirling and whirling in the neutral zone. It's not their game, right? Their game is not sideways. It is straightforward. It is direct. And and look, I mean, I give credit to Jordan Stahl. This reminds me of the time when Bill Peters ripped the team and kind of stole the column I'd already filed. (laughs) He's right. This is not the game that fans come to see. And they were booing at the end. He knew it. They knew it. Everybody knows it. So you and I have had this conversation over the last two months. The Hurricanes are in this motivational dead zone. It's hard to get up for these games when you know you're going to be there anyway. This is Jordan Stahl's message to the team saying, hey, we all know this. Mm-hmm. But we got to get our act together before it's too late because we are starting to get out of the motivational dead zone and into the actual danger zone. Because this is not a high margin league. You can screw things up pretty easily. Hurricanes are a better team than this. They have to get back to playing what makes them good because this ain't it. Yeah, and this gets to my
0: curiosity about the deficiencies of this group so far, and some of it is motivational. I think you and I are both in agreement on that, but some players that you're expecting to step up simply haven't, and I'm starting to wonder, for instance, Peter Kochekov, right? Goal- goaltending has been an overall problem for the team, and it's not just one guy. Everybody's had their off nights, but Kochekov, we're just a couple years removed where I was on the radio saying, hey, man, if this guy's your future, hand the rain, you know, hand it over to him. He's the young ruski. Here we go. They finally got this goalie. But I almost feel like there's been a regression with Kochekov. I don't know if that regression is because of the weird and wonky minor league drama that the Canes have. Or it could just be the simplest answer. Goaltending is voodoo, and he's kind of going through it right now. And it was, look,
3: you can't be giving up goals 50 seconds in like that. Yeah. That was a problem last night. It was a nasty shot, but you got, you got to be bigger. You got to stop that. Yeah. Um. You know, he's he's in some ways he's kind of become Peter the puck dodger, sort of making himself small at times. When you look back to this time a year ago, when he basically came in and saved the Hurricanes bacon, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he looked like he was six, six. Um. He's not playing that way right now. And look, yes, goalies have high variance. You look at Kochekov, before New Year's last year and after New Year's last year, he was like two different goalies. Yeah. Um, and certainly you've seen that with Antti Ranta. We've seen that with Fred, Frederick Anderson. Lord knows we saw it with Peter Marazic. You Sometimes you just never know what you're going to get from season to season, month to month, night to night. That said, a Hurricanes goaltending hasn't been good enough. Everybody knows it. But this is typically a team that we've seen over the last five years. If it's playing the right way, can play through that. And some of what you're seeing, and you saw this last night, you saw it on the West Coast especially, when you give up an early goal or two, you've got to stick to the game plan. It worked in San Jose, but last night they got away from it. So that's part of the message here. If you want to read something into Jordan Stahl's words, although I don't think you need to, I mean, yeah, I mean he basically to. he 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 basically came out and you know there's no there's no beating around the bush here. But our goaltending isn't good enough right now. We can't change our game because of that. We just got to keep plugging. We'll get goals if we play our way, and we'll stop giving up these terrible goals. Look, last the second and third goals last night. Our defensive zone breakdowns. You'd love to see Kachekov make a save, Mm -hmm. but he's helpless on those. He's he's flailing. And at the other end, Jeff Drury has the same chance that the Flyers scored two goals on, basically, and he fluffs it right into Carter Hart's belly. He's still on zero for the season. Jordan Martinuk is still on zero for the season. Svech? Has an excuse, but he's still on zero for the season. He's only played eight games so far coming off the injury. And Jordan yeah.
0: Stall, I know he's accountable too, but, and I'm not, I'm not asking Jordan Stall to go out there and be a prolific goal scorer, but usually if things are cooking, Stall's going to get on the board
3: on a yeah. game. His, his knee pads do. There's no question about yeah. it. His, <laughs> his right shin is over the. Like, he hasn't scored since the opener. So, right. That right. said, his line, which was put back together last night after being briefly broken up, Stall, Martin, uh, Jesper Foss is one of the best lines in the NHL possession-wise. So to me, they're the third-slash-fourth line, 3A, 4A, whatever you want to call it. They're doing their job even though they're not scoring. You can send them out, and they'll shut down the opposition's top line. They'll control the puck. At this point in Stahl's career, Martinook's career, Foss' career, I, I think that's a fair expectation. The question is, can the Ajo line score more? Can the Kokiemi line score more? Can they get anything out of this fourth line with Jack Drury and two random characters um, that to me is emerging. Actually, is one of the biggest weaknesses of the season. Is you don't have that fourth line you had last year with Derek Stepan and Paul Stastny that was giving you goals. This fourth line is not helping you. And when you throw in the issues with the third pairing, because Rod Brindamore is going to play Tony D'Angelo over Jalen Chatfield because God told him to or something, that's going to continue to be an issue. That line was you know was on the on the ice for two goals last or that pairing excuse me was on the ice for two goals. Last night, and I really believe that Jalen Chatfield is a better fit with Dimitri Orlov than Tony mm-hmm. D'Angelo. But Tony's got to play for some reason.
0: Tony's got to play, but can Tony get traded? I mean, I'm not. I mean, I know I was out of town and kind of out of pocket for a little bit, but are there Tony D'Angelo
3: trade rumors? There are there were. trade rumors? Yeah, no, there were. I mean, the Hurricanes were talking very seriously uh, about a deal with the Minnesota Wild for Kalen Addison, who's a young sort of offensive defenseman who had trouble finding a role in Minnesota. Uh, San Jose stepped in and made a better offer and that's, and there's not a lot of interest in Tony D'Angelo otherwise. So I think right now the hurricanes are going to let Tony sit. He knows that, you know, that Elliot Friedman talked about on the hockey night. He knows that deal was out there being talked about. Does that light a fire under his butt and get him playing better in his own end? Is he capable of playing better in his own end? The flip side is he made two terrific plays last night. One that led to a goal, one that should have led to a goal. He's kind of doing his thing. He's Mm going to be good in one end and not so great in the other. When the rest of the team is struggling to play its game, all of Tony D'Angelo's sort of faults are magnified. So maybe I don't want to put everything on Tony D'Angelo. He's in a tough spot because the way he plays and the way the Hurricanes are playing, his mistakes are going to be magnified right now. When they are more in their groove, like they were in Tampa, then Tony D'Angelo fits and everything seems to work. Do
0: they make a move in net? I mean... I'm I'm not exactly a capologist, but the impression that I get is that Peter Kochekov's deal is relatively team-friendly in the long run. Is that something that they can envision going and getting a more veteran presence in net, not a halak situation as Frederick Anderson is out?
3: Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think so at this point. That may be something that they look at closer to the trade deadline if goaltending remains a concern. Mm-hmm. And I think they still feel pretty good about a healthy Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta when he's not forced to play two out of every three games. yeah, Um, That's a formula that's working. It actually was working before Anderson had this blood clotting thing Mm -hmm. come up again. So um, I I think the other part of it is in the big, big picture beyond the season, Peter Kachekov needs to play. He needs reps. And as frustrating as it is to watch the team struggle and give up these goals and have the captain spout off like this, which I I say spout off, but I'm 100% on his side here, and Rod, so was Rod Brindamore for that matter. I mean, he basically said, Well, he knows it.
0: Yeah, I didn't even bother playing, I didn't even bother playing the Brindamore cuts right. he's Basically going, Yeah, what
3: Jordan said. Yeah, and, and 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 to the end, to that point, like it's time for me to get tougher because clearly the message isn't getting through. Mm-hmm. But I think even with all of that, hurricanes are still in a good position. I mean, they've lost once at home, they're nine and seven. They can get on one good hot streak and the season's, you know, you can put it in the bag and worry about it later. So there is some value to getting Peter Kachekov reps right now, even when the team's playing badly. Because if he bails them out of a game like last night, which he didn't, yeah. maybe he gets some confidence. Maybe everyone gets some momentum. It's going to happen eventually. He's too talented of a goalie to keep letting in crappy goals. And as I said, the first one last night's not a great goal. He's not very big in his net. But it was a nasty shot. And sometimes those do get through. Um, it's just hard when the rest of the team isn't playing very yeah, well. Yeah, that's why
0: game. That's why I brought up the minor league situation. I know they don't want to make it a thing, but reps matter. And that's why I was curious. I was confident. Let me put it this way. I was confident with Anderson being out with the blood clotting issues. It would give Coachekov an opportunity to get more NHL-ready reps. I talked to Brendan Moore before the season about this, like getting him in there, but he kind of... He kind of shrugged it off as, eh, you know what? They all played about a third of the season for a variety of reasons last year, and it worked out that way. I, again, I'm not a goalie expert. I understand there's a variance to it, but I feel like it's either you think he's the guy and you're going to put him out there and let him sink or swim, you know, get those reps, as you mentioned, or maybe you start to think of another option in net if you feel as though that's going to be the thing that keeps you out of making a deep playoff run. Again, these are all things that we can yeah. kind of about at their nine and seven, and everybody's kind of having this moment. Um, it could be all for not. It's just it, you start asking questions when you have the start to a season like this that goes beyond a motivational dead zone.
3: Sure. And and I think to a certain extent, this is something you worry about more in the spring if you don't have Anderson and Ronta healthy. Because I think in the, in, a, in a very narrow playoff window, you're OK kind of running on to He's not going to have to play back to backs. It's going to no. be an every other night kind of deal. We saw that last year against the Islanders he played very well before Freddie came back and Freddie played very well. Uh, So if it gets to the deadline and it looks like they're going to be relying on and Kachekov and Kachekov hasn't found a groove, then I think that the equation changes. The the other part of it is yes, the minor league situation is a disaster and it's partly the hurricane's part. And it's partly the fault of the Chicago wolves being loons. But Mm -hmm. in the end, they found a great spot for Kachekov like Tampa is goalie short. They're a mess in, in in net at the NHL level at the, at the minor league level, when he goes to Syracuse, they're like, yes, we are going to play you. You are, you are our best option. so, (laughs) You know, they didn't get to a situation where he's on some team where they're trying to play their goalies oh, over yeah. him. It's 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 there are some guys who aren't in great situations and probably need to be in better situations. Um, and we may look back with hindsight and say that or hinder their development. I, I don't think that's the case for Kachekov. I think Syracuse is a good spot for him. Um, they need a goalie when he's there, he's gonna play. When he's not, they're gonna figure it out. So um that said, the NHL reps are good, he's gotta play better. That It's just it just comes down to that. And then he has, you know, it's like the rest of the team He's a little bit hot and cold. If they play better in front of him, you're going to get better results from him. You know, it's the, the old chicken and the egg thing. I think someone asked on TNT asked Gretzky last night, like, all right, Wayne. You know, not narrow it down with, with the Oilers. Is it bad goaltending or are they playing poorly in front of them? Which one is it? And yeah. he's like, well, it's a little of both. Like the ultimate Wayne Gretzky answer. Like I refuse <laughs> to give you this straight answer. I think with the Hurricanes, it is a little of both. I think it's more goaltending yeah. as as frustrating as the team's performance has been. Uh, but I, I think this is all fixable. And I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to let Kachekov kind of struggle through this and see if he can figure it out.
0: Luke Takat, columnist, news, and observer. We appreciate the time. As always, we will talk to you. My guess is we'll talk to you after Thanksgiving, as we yeah. uh, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Dave Doran, Mac Brownfest,
3: and one of us may be calling plays for the Panthers by then.
0: <sighs> I tried. To, I mean, we've already covered a good chunk of the Panthers conversation today. I, I, I it's funny. I, I wanted to talk about a a good professional franchise in the state of North Carolina, and the Canes can't even give me that right now. I mean, come on, guys.
3: I, there's, I, honestly, I that, there's nothing left to say about the Panthers. There really is, isn't. Other than you can see the owner's fingerprints over all over this franchise in every way, and that ain't a good thing. So
0: One of these days, and maybe he'll do it on the McAfee show, but I want Frank Reich to go on the McAfee show and say, yeah, man, I thought working for Jim Irsay was kind of crazy.
3: He'll, do it. He'll, he'll go on with the Mannings next year. After when he's out of a job, and it'll be like the Manning cast with Frank Reich, and he'll just blast the entire Panthers organization for an entire quarter. Oh man, so good, so good. He has the look of a man who bought a car that's a lemon.
0: Yep, Nope. that's exactly what it is. That guy is cooked. All right, man, we'll talk to All you.
3: Right. Right. See you. <laughs>
0: Big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovius and Jillio. Check them out online at myhtr.com. We keep bringing up Thanksgiving on this podcast because it is next week. It's almost like I'm doing it to remind myself that Thanksgiving is next week. And you might be hosting. And when all those people come into your house and it's packed to the gills and you realize, whoa, I got no room. I need a bigger house. I wonder how many decisions have been made because of that reason. So you're shaking you, your head. <laughs> so when you exit Thanksgiving, And you're going, we can't do this again. We need a bigger house. Who do you contact? Hometown Realty. It's myhtr.com. Six locations from here to the beach. More than 250 agents. And again, a simple, effective, easy website. Buy, sell, mortgage calculator, all of the good things, your friends, your family at Hometown Realty. And if you got to take that thing to closing, Whitaker and Hamer can handle that. Perhaps you've had a traffic violation. They can help you with that. That is what Whitaker and Hamer does. Attorneys and counselors at law. Check them out online at WH.lawyer. Thankfully you can still drive, Joe. I can. If you (laughs) drive, we have something for that too. Well, you know what? I can I can drive, but you know what I don't want to (laughs) do the day before Thanksgiving? (laughs) What's that? Go pick up any relatives at the airport. Yes. Go here's what you do. Go to sleek dash fleet dot com. Check out Tyler and Sleek Fleet because you need an airport run. You need an arena run. Mm-hmm. You need a stadium run. Maybe you're going out downtown. Maybe you want to go get that delicious pizza downtown at Oakwood pizza box, but you don't want to find a parking spot. You don't want to get a parking ticket. These are all things you can take out of your hands and put into Tyler's. It's sleek fleet.com or you can call them nine one nine three three five eight eight four zero. That's nine one nine three three five eight eight four zero. Just as it says on the screen, if you're watching on the YouTubes, ditch your average ride share. Ride in style, ride in luxury, and ride with a peace of mind knowing, hey, man, we're not stopping somewhere. It's you and you're the priority. So go to sleek-fleet.com. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Hotline is the head coach of the NC State Ice Pack. He is Tim Hilly. And look, Everybody's hyped about the NC State-North Carolina game in football that week, Thanksgiving week. We got the Governor's Cup kicking things off. We're facing off, if you will, on Monday night, PNC Arena with the ice pack taking on the Tar Tim, what's going on, man?
2: I mean, could there be any better start to go to hell Carolina week than squaring off at PNC arena? I mean, what better way to go? And I think, you know, Boo has engineered the rankings on the ACHA hockey side too, just like he did on the football side to give a little bit more juice to it. You know, our first ACHA rankings came out and, our data was way off. They had our wins and losses wrong that they put in it. So, uh, which so that can only speak to Boo's reach of conspiracy theories, as first reported on by you guys, has even gone into ACHA hockey
0: now. Right, wait, hold on a second, Tim. Are you are you are you picking up some some coaching tips from Dave Dorn on how to find slights and, and motivate the team that way?
2: You know that's exactly the way I'm going. You know we had a slow start this year. Um, we would have liked to have had a better start. We had a great weekend this past weekend. You know we've, we're following the NC State football trajectory right now, um, which is exact, which is a great trajectory. So why not be on it? <laughs> and hey, yeah. he's the all-time winningest coach at NC State football. So you know, right. career goals there on the hockey side. But you didn't play a goalie
0: four games, and then suddenly there's nil conversations about what's what's going on, right?
2: <laughs> uh, I wish we had an conversations. Oh, conversation. Hold on. There, there,
0: hold on. Now I got to ask. Now I got to ask. Is there NIL at the ice pack
2: level? We we have had people approach our players. Um it is we've had approach we've had people approach but it's never come to fruition. Uh we you know there is a policy with ACHA on it. Uh, we've actually do have the framework worked out with the attorneys to make sure that everything is above board should it happen. So look, our, our players pay $1,500 a year to play. So if there's someone out there in that universe that wants to come into it and, uh, we're not talking uh, MJ Morris red shirt money. So I don't think it'll change the team hey, chemistry.
0: Are we allowed to get OG wristbands
2: that they wear? Oh, let, break, absolutely! Let's do it. Ooh, how much would a patch yeah. cost? So we actually do have, uh, we do actually have a sponsor a on. Now. Our <laughs> <advanced> <laughs> <year>. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're there. We. I'd rather not say, but it's, uh, it's it was significant publicly. I'd rather it was a significant chunk of change. Uh, the guys from CM Red, which is a concrete engineering firm, they're NC State grads. Uh, they do a lot of sponsoring at Carter Finley. So, you know, if if you guys want to come on, we can we can talk uh, we can talk a deal there, or maybe okay. maybe a combo deal with Copiers Plus and you guys too. All
0: right, I, I like where your heads at with this. I'm uh, thinking helmet have, sticker. You're gonna have to beat Maryland though, dude. Come on. Well,
2: <laughs> well it's Prime Friday night. come
0: on. What are that we
2: doing? game was actually maddening. We actually outshot him about. I think 34 to 11, it was, I mean, their winning goal, we literally blocked the shot and it went right back to their guy. It was, it was one of the most maddening games I've ever been a part of. Hockey can be a fickle mistress. Yeah, I've,
0: I've pointed that out to my son, Jacob, that uh, you say fickle mistress. I just put it down on 12 year old terms. Hockey's stupid. Sometimes it's just straight up stupid. The the puck is going to bounce a, a a very strange way. So let's let's talk about the growth. This is what I love talking. This is why I bring you on oftentimes just kind of get a, a check in as to where the growth is for other hockey outside of the Carolina Hurricanes. So I know that the Stadium Series game earlier this year was a huge lift for the awareness of what's going on locally. So how have you seen year to year for games like this at PNC arena, which is general admission. You go to ticketmaster.com for Monday night and get your tickets. Um, I saw like the lower bowl should be, Pretty full. I'll be there Monday night, but I'm guessing things will be pretty full on on Monday. Bought two in the Well, I
2: think I think the biggest way you can tell that things have changed is that uh, Ticketmaster and company took over the event, so they can make sure they, they get their share of it. Uh, from you know the price structure is entirely different for us now uh, yeah. because it's not two teams kind of squaring off. Um, there's, I mean. To be frank, this event that used to cost us about ten to twelve thousand is now going to cost the programs about thirty-two thousand. So those ticket sales are really, they're really important uh, right now. So that's and and you know we're both schools that were primarily self-funded. I I think I can speak for Carolina and us um, that I think about three percent of our budget comes from the university itself. Okay. Okay so i guess so we my need next- those ticket sales and we need to turn a profit on this event and ticket sales are actually running well ahead of what they were uh at this time last year which is fantastic and that speaks to your growth of it um i think we'll probably have the most uh paid adults that we've had come in through it uh which means we'll have the most nc state fans there because as we know in these things. Uh, One thing I've learned in these events is that the UNC Walmart fan is a real thing. They love taking X or Twitterverse, but actually showing up for their team is a whole other, you know, that's too much for them, right? They can go on Twitter their, or X or whatever we're calling it these days and make comments. But they uh-huh. actually get into a car and go support someone that isn't basketball and football when they're occasionally playing well. It's just too much for them. So I, I would really love it. I think both <laughs> programs would love it if UNC fans would put down Twitter for just a little bit. Uh, and actually pay, buy a ticket, and come out to a game. Because the shame of it is UNC's gotten a lot better. They're a well-coached team by Adam, and, and they deserve some more blue fans in those stands than they traditionally get. So, you know, UNC players, I'm even shouting out for you and trying to get some fans there for you because, you, you know, you've improved a lot the last couple of years, and you deserve it too. NC State fans, we know who you are. We know you show out for everything, and we can't wait to see you there in Ruckus on Monday night.
0: Do you have much of the same players from last year, Tim? The guys who got the chance to play at Carter-Finley Stadium or is this more of a new group for you?
2: We're actually 45% new, so it is a largely new group, uh, and we have a small senior class too, but a great senior class of leaders, uh, which makes this seem really exciting. I think that does go to what some of our growing pains have been earlier in the year. Um, but yeah, we're and the other thing too is we're still keeping our North Carolina flavor. If you're not sure who to root for, NC State is 65% North Carolinian. UNC is 35% North Carolinian. So if, you, if you're if you not sure who you want to root for, but you are pro-North Carolina, I just gave you your rooting interest.
0: I ask because I would hate, and we've seen this a little bit in college football, Alabama and some other places where people get so used to success and so used to doing something that when you do something like this, you're like, oh, so what, right? Like, I would hate for your group to not be looking forward to this event at PNC Arena because it is very cool for both teams Mm -hmm. to be able to play at PNC. I would just hate for like after last year, be like, what? We're not in the stadium. We're going to, we just, we were just getting to play in an NHL building. What is this? Like, what kind of (laughs) of layout is
2: we went? It's crazy, right? That we're talking about this now. Right. (laughs) I I think at the end of the day, because we, yeah, at the end of the day, because we lost the governor's cup for the first time last year, our guys are supremely motivated. Um, So at the end of the day, they're competitors and, you know that in particularly the senior class right they were the first group that lost one uh and mm-hmm. so that's you know that's staying with them and that's helping them keep them focused um you know if there's a scoreboard on, on you're playing to win if there's a trophy you're playing you should be even playing harder to win and when you're in front of six thousand people and frankly you know they they lost that one three two last year so and they're the first group to do it and they certainly don't want to do it again
0: so the governor's cup specifically is the game at pnc
2: yes it is not a serious thing it's specifically the game at pnc um roy cooper will be there dropping the puck Uh, i i love governor cooper as the first uh fan of hockey in the state i don't think everyone realizes how big of a fan he is unfortunately he'll probably get the gary Bettman treatment uh when he comes out to drop the puck and uh, and he'll get booed which you know when it comes he should not get booed in that building and what he has done if you're a hockey fan uh what what Cooper has done for hockey and his support of it um is tremendous.
0: The I man the, the man has a Tez
3: Walker jersey. On.
0: Well, that would be funny, but never <laughs> forget this is the same governor who changed COVID occupancy rules for the oh, yeah, to okay. make sure that the exactly. case the ice. all of a sudden COVID rules got changed because damn it, we need a full building at PNC. Hey, yeah. but
2: they put a much better air purifier on the top of PNC to do it. Yeah. So remember, you know. <laughs>
0: All right, Tim. Tim Healy, NC State Ice Pack coach. Next time we talk to you, uh, I wanna spend some time on uh, and we could do this in the off season, uh spend some time on my pipe dream of a municipal rink in Wayne County. That would be nice.
2: That, that's a high bar, but I know.
0: But I know. I got I think sorry. I got spoiled. I think I got spoiled bumping around Detroit, eating Coney dogs and going to really nice high school rinks. So it was kind
2: of neat. Yeah, it sounds like your arteries gonna get spoiled though. So. <laughs>
0: Whew. All right. Oh, man. I got a Jones and I got to go back to Clues. All right, Tim. We'll talk to you later.
2: All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. What's up next? What's up next?
0: Now, speaking of the Tar Heels, Kevin Guskowitz, the chancellor at North Carolina, who we've talked to in the past about advancements in um, limiting concussions and concussion science in football, player safety, player yeah. safety, everything else. Apparently, he's, and you know how this works, man. He's the lone candidate for the same position at Michigan State, so it could—is he leaving? It's one unusual to me. That the the school, North Carolina, the school itself doesn't usually lose people like Kevin Gasquez. No. But I did not realize he did not graduate from Carolina, mm. so he's not a—he's not a triple double squared Tar Heel. So I see. Could just be Michigan State's offering him a significant amount more money. Could just be that. Is that it's that Big Ten money? Could it's getting a could chancellor? Be. Could be getting an AD out of this area too. What? what he's, he's originally from Pennsylvania, so yeah. I, I I thought it was unusual. Like Carolina, it you know, it's an unbelievable school. Unbelievable school. It is, and, and to be the leader of that school, that's a that's a significant job, and I mm-hmm. think. Obviously, the situation that he stepped into, you know, following Carol Folt and and everything else was going on with Silent Sam and everything else, then you're you know you're coming through a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, those those were not easy times for him, and I think he's handled them well. Is it time for Holden Thorpe to come home? While we're bringing people home on this program, <laughs> we talked about speaking Will, of we speaking talked about of, Will Shipley Wolf speaking, speaking of triple Tar Heels, <laughs> do we back. bring him home? Oh, or or someone's going to be out of a job soon. Mm, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> He's already writing letters to the NCAA for him, right? Hey, why not make him? Why not make Roy Cooper the chancellor? Do a hell of a job. I mean, I'm over here solving everyone's problems. For you me. are. You, this is why we we're going to we're gonna hire Arthur Smith. Who Mac needs, is the head of the NIL and now Roy becomes their chancellor. Who needs the Parker executive search firm when you have the OG media executive search it firm? Sounds like it's a no brainer to me, y'all. Another no brainer is saving money with our friend Matt Davis over at State Farm. Check him out online, insuregardener.com, theoginsurance.com, or call Matt directly because there's like actual humans in that office. 919 779 8277. So much a human that Matt has tickets to sporting events in the area. So, this is what we're going to do we're going to give away tickets, your choice, because Matt has them both. He has tickets to the Duke men's basketball game against Southern Indiana. Mm -hmm. It is the Friday after Thanksgiving. If you've never been to Cameron, well, let me tell you, it's an experience and one that you would like to have for yourself. So we will give you those tickets. We can do that. Or maybe you're a huge Caniac. You want to see the Canes against the Lightning that same night, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Matt has tickets to that game. Your choice. All you have to do to enter is call State Farm or go online to the OGinsurance.com and get a quote from state farm uh, screenshot that quote, send it to us at the OG goes uh, at gmail.com or, or, leave a maybe you're already a state farm customer with matt Davis and garner leave a five-star review send us that review uh, send it to us on twitter if you'd like to or on the instagrams all you gotta do either send us that review five-star review or a quote from state farm insurance and you will have a chance to win your choice of tickets to see duke over at cameron or the canes against the lightning also thanks to home field apparel check them out online homefieldapparel.com it is the holiday season you're thinking about christmas gifts Head on over to Homefield Apparel and get some wonderful retro inspired college gear. Use the promo code OG23 to save 15% off your first order. And then, if you order a- enough, like I think you get invited to the Super Secret App Club. You do. Just saying. Uh, every jacket I look at, I'm like, oh, man, that's so good. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> I agree with you. So again, go to slash. go to homefieldapparel.com and use that promo code OG23. Um maybe you want to take a break from all the turkey after next week. You know what, a good way to do that? Get pizza. It's a good palate cleanser pizza. Go to Ho- go to Oakwood Pizza Box and uh say hello to Anthony for us. You can order online oakwoodpizzabox.com. They're not going to do my Thanksgiving pizza, are they? Have you talked to Anthony Lee? This no, week? I will see Anthony today. Okay, talk, ask him about the Thanksgiving pizza. I, I will not. But that's Why not? I think it's a great idea. All right, so let's go into the YouTube comments. <laughs> uh, a lot of people uh, congratulating us on 100 episodes. They're cracking up. They're cracking open their own drinks as well. Mm. Uh, from Dave, congrats on 100! You guys are the best. Fully enjoyed the Godfrey free interview. And I say that as a lifelong UNC fan and grad, Lizard and Snake Cafe reference to best spot for Mexican dinners and punk indie rock bands late at night. R.I.P. The Lizard and Snake. That's a deep pull by you. Yeah, I had to... I I definitely had to think hard about that one. Uh, From Soon Taru. I think this platform suits you guys better than radio. Definitely makes it easier to catch the show whenever, wherever. Thanks, Shakira. Plus... We get to see your faces. I don't know about that. Mm, yeah, that's, that's that bug or a bugger feature. That's that's <laughs> one of those mileage may vary type situations. I wouldn't have I would have bought y'all around at Sawmill at the outset of all of this if I had recognized you, but I only knew you by your voices at that point. Glad to see these drinks finding y'all in a better place. That's right. We had one of our early meetings at Sawmill as to what to we'll right. do next, and we had some the people their bias beers, which was again salute to you. Um, did the make it to the hockey game? You did. I did. I was on AP duty last night. It's the first time I've covered a Kane's loss in a minute. Yeah. Because I ended up in the Flyers locker room last night. It was a very pleasant experience. I'm not going to lie to you. I was slightly worried about John Tortorella. Yeah. Because he's infamous for some of his post-game stuff, but no issues there. We're good. Flyers win. Got some good quotes. Get out of there. Very nice. <laughs> I was seriously worried, like, what? Well, you know, what was Torts going to do? The people get ornery, man. Nah, that's a good point. And sometimes the players get ornery, too. Like, you don't know what they got going on. Nah, that's a good point. That's a good point. They were happy, though. They won. They, they were on their way. Carter Hart, their yeah. goalie? Yeah. Like, if you saw that guy on the street, you'd be like, you, <laughs> you might you might be like, are you, like, into CrossFit? <laughs> like, what? What are you? <laughs> From Michael, enjoyed the talk with Gottfried. My head is a little clear on that entire scandal now, though I still have my trust issues. I will agree with Godfrey on the NCAA; they have set themselves up uh, as the school bully that runs around picking on the little guys, but won't stand up to the obvious corruption when it comes to tackling the big dogs on the porch. Is what it is. So there you go. We had a lot of reaction to Godfrey interview. Um, I look. He still had some coach in him. Like he didn't want to give away too much of the game because coaches very much don't want to call everything out. But you could tell that, and I agree with the sentiment that Godfried was ahead of his time with how things were at NC State. And had things oh. been different with NIL and the transfer portal and everything else. I was gonna say he did so well adding transfers and they had to wait a year to get those yes. players. Like, think about that. Yes. Think about how well they would have done without having them. Uh a Trevor Lacey to sit out and waste a year on the sideline. But hey, you know, is what it is. It wasn't meant to be. Uh, this week is over. Thanks to everybody who listened. Thanks to uh, getting us to over 100 episodes. Thanks to everybody who has subscribed on YouTube. 5,000. Enjoy your weekend. We will have a limited holiday schedule next week. Shows on just and Monday and Tuesday. And by limited, I mean... We're literally doing yes. two shows. I know. You've But, but are we going to do Saturday? um you we we still need a game time i don't care about the game time i do you are the one who cares (laughs) about the game time because you very much like you're like excellent i don't have to work i'm like let's work man let's work you tell me you can't be awake for an eight o'clock game post game is that what you're telling me is that what you're telling me we're on like episode 101 and you you're coming out with knives that i don't want to work you're the one who has had five weeks off sir I was the one in other lifetimes that when you were gone, those five weeks had to hold down the fort. That's okay. Called, I took a lot of vacation because yes, I got I, a lot I of understand vacation. All and that. I couldn't carry it over. I understand you've all that. You've noticed that but somebody you, over here has been burning it at every you, end. You've noticed, you've <laughs> noticed that I have not taken as many days since we've started this. Okay? Just because I don't get PTO. <laughs> I don't get PTO. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost Joe. I've lost Joe. We'll see you Monday. We'll we'll come up with a better plan for what to do for that state Carolina game when we know a game time then. Mm.